0: I'm so glad each of you joined me tonight. We are going to get into the depths of a, a of a really, really good topic. Um, most of you who know me know that I was raised in church like all of my life. All of my life. But um, I remember I, I wasn't I was grown before I understood a term that is often used in church. Spiritual warfare. I never really knew what does that mean? what is that, that that term spiritual warfare? I was well grown before I knew anything of what it meant. I just knew it didn't didn't sound appealing. but what we need to understand is spiritual warfare has to do with your soul. See your soul, every soul from the moment that they are born, has ignited a war. Every human being, young or old, has a soul. The soul is the most valuable asset of your being. Now, God is the creator of all things. He also is the creator of your soul. And your soul belongs to Him. But because of who God is and how He loves us, And he understands that true love is not forced or manipulated. He has given us complete control over the destiny of our souls. God wants us to willingly submit our souls to him out of love for him and belief in his son and his word. God wants to be the driving force of our souls. And in regards to our soul, God extends to us a warning and a promise. In John 10, 10, God says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. What he is essentially telling you is that there is a demonic force that's out there and it's whole purpose for being is to steal, kill, and destroy you. But you have an option because I'm here. I'm here to give you life and to give you life abundantly. Now, on the other side of this war, Satan also, he wants your soul as bad as God does. Satan's desire for our soul is it's not personal. Although he attacks us personally, it's not personal. He wants our soul for one reason and one reason only, to destroy the kingdom of God. And he will deceive, manipulate, fascinate, use every immoral flesh-eating, flesh-gratifying trick imaginable and unimaginable to win our Souls. That is his whole plight. Now, as humans, we are visual beings who don't tend to give reverence or regard to what we can't see or touch. For this reason, many are comfortable living outside of the will of God. See, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to stay committed to something that you can't see, feel, or touch, which is, you know, what they highly say is hard to maintain a long-distance relationship because you're not in constant commune with that person. You're not actually seeing them on a, on a regular. You're not really spending time with them. Although we say and believe we believe in God and his word, because we can't see or touch him physically, we tend not to extend to God the same level of reverence we would if he were visible. But now on the flip side of that same coin, the same precept speaks to how we regard Satan and his demonic forces. We don't talk much about his demonic forces or the war for our souls, because none of these things are blatantly visible to us. Satan understands the human dynamic very well and our weaknesses for the physical and the visual. One misconception most fall prey to is we automatically uh, begin proclaiming fulfilled desires and riches as blessings of God. But as part of Satan's mission, he will often mesmerize us with what appears good, what we can see with our eyes and, and feel to lure us into playing his games by his rules, all while giving him glory and redirecting our worship from God. See, Satan doesn't care who he has to sacrifice or who he has to attempt or tempt to accomplish his goal. Let's not forget how bold he was. He was bold enough to tempt Jesus. Scriptures tell us Satan showed Jesus all the kingdoms of the world and said to him, All of these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. That's in Matthew 4 and 9. Now, if you notice the scripture the scripture lets us know who the worlds belong to, because in order for him to give them to somebody, they have to first belong to him. And it also goes on to let us know that he's willing to give us all of the stuff. He's not concerned with the stuff. He'll give you as much stuff as you want, but there's a price and the price is your soul? Rebecca Brown. Um, she wrote a book entitled "He Came to Set the Captives Free." If you ever get a chance to read this book, you you have to you have to read the book. The book is very good. She's very candid about her life as a Satanist. She actually was a Certified Satanist. She was a devil worshiper. She went through the whole process of marrying Satan and that whole ritualistic thing, and she got sucked into it. And see, this is how, why we need to cover our children and be more careful about who we allow our children to intermingle with. Because she got pulled into this Satanistic cult as a teenager. Because the girl up the street asked her to go to a quote-unquote spiritual camp. And her mother let her go because it was spiritual. See, I don't care what title somebody puts on something. You have to have a discerning spirit to decipher what is re- truly spiritual, what truly is godly, and what truly is ungodly. Because the devil will slap a godly label on something because he will deceive. He's the master manipulator. She, say, she shares that as the servant of Satan that she lived a very, very lavish lifestyle. I'm talking private jets to whole nine. She said Satan grant her, granted her everything she physically desired. But she came to realize that his gifts were only given to her as a means to deceive and draw others into his trap. See, that's why one of the, 10 commandments is to not covet. Covet means don't look at other people's stuff and envy their stuff. Because that is a trick of the enemy. When Satan can get you to start looking at people's stuff and and, and envying people's stuff, that's how he can hook you and and reel you in just like a fish. As a culture of people, we are guilty of exalting and idolizing and following those who seem to be quote-unquote prosperous while disregarding their mission or their message. This is what is called a mental stronghold, a mindset that has become weak, to the deceptions of the world. And when Satan has control of your mind, he can manipulate and control your thoughts, your priorities, and your soul. Spiritual warfare should never be taken lightly for it is consistent. It is everywhere and everyone is in a battle. I don't care how holy you are. I don't care how many scriptures you know. I don't care how much you speak in tongues. I don't care how much you shout. As long as you are alive and you have a soul, Satan wants it and so does God. That is the spiritual warfare. The spiritual warfare is about your soul. Satan is called the prince of the air. He is also called the ruler of this world. Both titles signifies Satan's capabilities, but by no means proclaims him as being in absolute control. The Almighty God is still sovereign. God's ability as a supreme ruler is the most important principle that you can ever know. God gave us dominion. Back in Genesis, he gave us dominion over this earth. He gave us dominion and he gave us free will. So now in order for God to do and to operate and for his will to go forth in this earth, he has to use us. Otherwise, he would have to go back on his word and rescind the gift that he gave us of dominion. So this is why God wants us to fall in alignment with his will so that he can use us. He needs us in order to accomplish his will because he gave us dominion. So he needs to work through us. I don't know if you all may have not all been with me on Sunday, but I said on Sunday, God is not looking for us to control his will. He just needs us to submit to his will so that he can accomplish what he has ordained. God is sovereign. This essentially means that he has the power, wisdom, and authority to do anything But again, he needs us to fall in alignment. The key to all of this is how we choose to utilize the gift of freedom, of choice that we have. See, God has to allow Satan to tempt us. A lot of us want to know why does sin exist? Sin is a necessary evil. See, if there was not a good and a bad and God said, I'm giving you freedom of choice, if only thing was available to us was good, then we would not be free. Freedom means that you have a choice. So there's good and there's bad. There's sin and there's holiness. There's ungodliness and there's godliness. Because all of that, Is extending to you absolute freedom. Satan only has dominion over those who choose not to submit to God. Those who choose not to align their lives with the will of God are easily caught up in the snares of Satan. In this tug of war for our souls, Satan I'm warning you now, he doesn't fight fair. He uses some flesh feeding weapons of destruction. In this tug of war for our souls, Satan doesn't fight fair. He uses flesh feeding weapons of destruction. His world offers instant gratification and satisfaction. Pleasures that fulfill the desires of our flesh. The The temptations of the world seem more pleasurable, often requiring very little patience, and definitely are more widely accepted by the masses. Satan will use every kind of enticement and attack from all angles, hoping, just hoping to deter us from fully giving our hearts to God. He will find ways to use our circumstances, events, our loved ones, things, and even our minds to formulate doubt. He did it in the Garden of Eden, all to get us to abandon the promises of God and to annihilate our faith in the Almighty. We must be on constant guard as one sinful indulgence will constantly lead to two, and two to three, and three to four. And before we know it, we have become servants in Satan's kingdom. As our souls fight for survival, we must remain cognizant that we cannot engage in spiritual warfare like the seven sons of Scevia. The seven sons of Skevia, who was a Jewish priest, went around driving out evil spirits by trying to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus Christ over those who were demon possessed. One day, the evil spirit answered them saying, look, Jesus, we know. Paul, we know. But who are you? See, when you are truly on God's side and you have truly made the decision that for God, I live and for God, I'll die. Satan will know your name because when you make that choice there's a power that goes with that choice if you have not made that commitment and you use Jesus's name it's as if you are forging his signature without any authority see when you give your soul to Christ you get to pick up the authority that goes with his name i know many of you who are married? You understand this. When you are married, and your and your husband or your wife, they have a credit card. They can add you as an authorized user because of the covenant that you have together. Well, the same thing with Jesus. When you are in covenant relationship with Him, you can be an authorized user of His name, and you get to use it when you're fighting battles of spiritual warfare. See, fighting the battle of spiritual warfare requires sanctification. Now, sanctification, you don't have to get all deep and trying to understand what it means. Sanctification means that you are set apart. Sanctification means that you don't look like the world. You don't act like the world. You don't respond like the world. You're set apart. When you are sanctified, people look at you differently because you don't blend in with the rest. One must be set apart from the trends and the ways of the world. We cannot expect to gain victory against demonic forces living a lifestyle plagued with fornication, adultery, homosexuality, deceit, lies, greed, selfishness, And all other behaviors conflicting with the mandate of God. In other words, you are going to have to be committed to your relationship with God or you do not get authorized usage of his name. And only with him can we win this battle. We can say we worship God, believe in his word and love him. But God says the only way to show your love and your commitment to me is to keep my commandments. Freedom is a gift from God, paid for by his blood. And when satanic temptations rise, thanks to our gift of freedom from the almighty God, we have a choice And we can resist. Satan does not have the power over our will. Every action, every reaction requires us to make a choice. Each of our souls matter. And will settle as a servant in one kingdom or another. The choice is ultimately yours. I thank you all for joining me this evening as we touched on spiritual warfare. It is a very complex topic, but it's really simple. I say it's complex in all that is involved in spiritual warfare because of all of the weapons of destruction that Satan will use to manipulate and win your soul. But the simplicity of it is God. If you stay the course with him, it's simple. I pray that this has ministered to your hearts and your souls. Please join me on Sunday at 2 p.m. Have a blessed evening.
1: we It might not be tonight, but don't give up on God. You know why? When Mama prays, when Mama prays, when 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 Mama prays, when Mama prays, when Mama prays, prays, prays. yes yeah, she does.